I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Hey there. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for joining this week yet again. Uh, A few weeks ago, I had a client invite me out to an event, which was very gracious of them. Um, We went and saw Adam Grant and his wife, Allison Grant, speak at the 92nd Street Y. And Adam Grant, if you don't know who he is, um, is an organizational psychologist. He's one of those people that are super smart, so you don't want to like them. But then they're really just personable and nice and everything, so you just kind of have to like them. And you say, okay, fine, we'll, we'll just deal with your smartness. Uh, he's an organizational psychologist, top-rated professor at Wharton, um, TED Talker, millions of views on YouTube. He wrote books, Originals, and Give and Take, and all this stuff. And Adam is, he's a celebrity. The guy's a rock star, uh, especially in circles like mine. When you think about corporate and executive coaching and behavioral change and all that stuff, the guy's a big deal. Okay. Uh, and I encourage you to check him out. It's worth it. There are very, there are a few people out there, um, that are, that are getting this level of fame, the smart level of fame, which is great. He's one of the ones that you should definitely spend your time with. Now he's teamed with his wife, who is also a very smart person. Um, I believe she is a psychologist, psychiatrist, um, something along those lines, uh, super smart as well. Um, and they have taken, related to Adam's work improving corporate, they're now applying this to children. And and they're talking about ways that you can instill in children the behaviors that you want to do. Certainly something that every parent would want to know. And so they gave a presentation uh, just about the book and what they were thinking and all of this stuff. And it was really interesting. Um, and I, I pulled out a lot of great nuggets, but a lot of them while they're specific to parents of children, I'm not a parenting podcast, but uh, it's very relatable to adults too. And that's where I, where my head was as I listened to it. And so, for example, one of the things that you want to drive home for your kids, your children, uh, they always want to help. And we want our children to be helpers, right? That's We want them to be helping other people. That's a good attribute to have. It's a good thing to do. But they went through a few points where there's nuance. And this is the type of shit that I find super interesting is I love nuance is, you know, your child, your child can help you do something. There is an act of helping. Right. And just accomplishing that act is a nice thing to do. But being a helper and making that a part of your identity is something slightly different. And how do you drive home the identity aspect of being a helper versus just accomplishing a simple act of helping? And as I'm thinking through my podcast for the rest of the year, one of the ones I'm probably going to do is on uh, altruism and volunteering and all that stuff, because we're getting into the holiday season. And it's the one time, you know, everyone's thankful at Thanksgiving and grateful at Christmas, and then they disappear for the other nine months of the year, or 12 months of the year, whatever it is. Um, And so how does this sustain? How does altruism become part of your identity? How does helping other people become part of your identity? And this is, it's it's very interesting to me. And it's, this is just right up, right in my wheelhouse. Um, So in coaching, the reason it's right in my wheelhouse, in coaching or when we're looking to implement some kind of change, we generally go through some type of visualization 
of how it becomes a part of our identity. So I want to be more kind. Well, you can do some acts of kindness, or it can become part of your identity. Uh, I want to be smart. All right, well, you can read some books, or being smart can be part of your identity, maybe in the way that you have interesting conversations or you're curious about other people, whatever it is. And so then the hard part comes down to not just saying, yes, this is part of my identity, because identity isn't just who you are. It's also what other people see. And that's the challenge. So in some of my recent podcasts, I've been talking about presence and branding and how to get other people see what you want them to see. And we want when we want someone to believe something about us, we have to show it in a way that they can pick up what we're putting down. So we can visualize that we want to be a kind person, but in order for it to actually be part of our, our identity, other people have to see it and we have to feel it at the same time. And that's we can't just tell them. And that's that's really the second part of what I want to drive home on on this is making a part of your identity. You can't just tell people that it's part of your identity. Walking around telling people that you're a kind person doesn't do it. But seeing it and having other people feel it while you're sitting there in, in a group setting or whatever it is, feeling your kindness, they will know that you are a kind person. And that is the way that they will believe it. If you want someone to think of you as the best leader, best salesperson, best writer, designer, whatever it is, there is only one way to do that, and that is to exude it and show it. And in order to show them in a genuine, authentic way, it has to become a part of who you are. It has to become a part of your identity. If you want to be known as a helper, then it has to be part. You want people to use that word when they describe you. You don't just help one time. You have to make that a daily part of who you are. In your own genuine way, then, people will then see you the way that you want them to see you. And we're always sending a message of who we are, okay? Often at times when we're not even thinking about it. Um, on the bus, are you exuding that you are the greatest interior designer on the planet? Um, as you sit eating lunch at a diner, are you showing that you're the greatest salesperson? And we don't have to do it all the time, but it's sometimes when we let our guard down, that's when our true identity is shown. So we have to think about it in times when we normally wouldn't think about it. So for example, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big reader and I want to instill this love of reading in my daughter. Okay. I would love for her to be a big reader. Unfortunately, she is. She reads all the time. That's great. But when we're sitting reading together, I realized one time that Sometimes I read on my on my phone. I'm not reading a book. I'm reading a book on my phone. And she looks at me and she sees me on my phone. And screen time, we already know that screen time is not a good thing for kids and we want to lower that and everything else. And so it dawned on me, she's got a physical book. If I want her to believe that I'm reading, I should grab a physical book. She doesn't know what I'm doing on my phone. She could think I'm looking through pictures. She could think I'm watching a video, whatever it is. But reading a book uh, in front of her, I've decided that the act of opening a physical book is something that she can actually see. It's tangible. Uh, it's now part of my identity that I've, I've secured in her vision that I am reading a book and I am a reader and that's part of who I am. So pulling out the hard copy is important. And I never would have thought of that. I don't know what made me think of it that day. But seeing me on the phone makes her think that you know it doesn't necessarily drive home that I'm a reader and that I want her to be a reader and all of that other stuff. So when you think about who you are at work, or when you think about who you are in community and how you go to a networking event, how are you exuding that you're the greatest uh, writer, uh, resume writer on the planet and you're looking for new clients or you're the greatest lawyer? How do you exude that without just coming out braggadocious saying, I am the greatest lawyer you have ever met in your life? 
Okay, people are going to say, you're obnoxious, get away from me. Lawyers are already obnoxious, we know this. So, uh, except for my lawyer clients, they're fantastic. But when you sit there and you say, all right, well, let's talk about you know legal needs and let's talk about all the opportunity. I know people who are uh, elder care lawyers. The amount of things that goes into elder care or setting up a will and a trust, I would never have known. And when you could say, oh, well, these are the things you need to do here and you need to do here and you need to do here, I could say, wow, this person's got their shit together. This person is a good lawyer. And they haven't told me that they're the best lawyer, but they're talking about what they do and all the things that can help and all of that other stuff. They have shown me that they know what they are talking about, and that may be then a person that I would hire to do whatever it is. So when we think about the message we're sending, we talked before about presence and branding and what are the words you want other people to use to describe you. Well, let's talk about the message you're sending. And how does that become part of your identity versus just taking little steps and doing the act of whatever it is that you want to do? And what is the part of your identity that you want other people to believe? That's the thing to work on now and to think about now is what do you want other people to say is part of your identity? What do you want them to believe about you? And then second is, so that's what you want them to believe. That's the substance. How to prove it. And that takes action. That takes form. It takes doing. If you want to be a, uh, if you want to write a book and you want people to think you're a great writer, start writing. If you want people to think you're a great lawyer, well, let's talk about how you can show that. If you want someone to think you're the greatest coach on the planet, how do you show people that you're the greatest coach on the planet without being obnoxious and just telling them and, and shoving it in their face? There is a subtle way to show it to people. It's a confidence. There is style. It takes form. It's all of these aspects that you could just say, yes, I'm comfortable in what I am doing. When we think about the people who are the greatest at whatever it is that they do, they don't shout it from the rooftops. They just get things done. And when you think about the people that are the greatest salespeople, the people that are the greatest uh, entrepreneurs, they're not sitting there shouting at other people at what they're supposed to do and look at me and everything else. They are just doing what it is that they need to do. And that's it. And that's when we believe it. So the speak softly, carry a big stick, that type of thing, that is very relevant to leadership, it's very relevant to uh, accomplishing, it's very relevant to getting people to believe what it is that you want them to believe about you. So with that, have a great week. Think through it. What is the message you're sending at all times? What part of, of your identity do you want to make part of your identity and how do you want people to believe it? And then how can you show it without words? Uh, when you're thinking about going into a meeting and you're giving a presentation, how do you prove it without saying that you are a kind person, you are a leader, whatever it is? What are the things that you want to drive home and how can you prove it whenever you want to prove it? So with that, thank you for listening. I always appreciate it. Uh, I'm off for a week and I will see you next time. And thanks for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.